0: What is up, everybody? My name's Kyle Shutt. Welcome back to The Highway. Is it a podcast? Is it a talk show? Is it an interview series? I don't know. Make up your own mind. What I can tell you is that this week's guest is one of my favorite people on the planet, Laura Pleasance from Kylesa, and The Discussion. Uh, she and I have so much in common and go way back even before the sword days. Uh, it was such a pleasure to catch up with her. I really hope you enjoy the conversation. If you like what you're hearing on the program, please follow where you can follow, subscribe where you can subscribe, and if you want to go one step further, you can find us on patreon.com slash thehighway, where you can uh, kick in a little bit extra, help us keep going, uh, and also maybe even get yourself a shout out, like Bob Bechtal, Mike Young, and Bob Mavity. Those are just our first three. We got a lot more coming, and uh, also we got no sponsors yet. This is uh, This is still fun. It's just us gathered around the old proverbial campfire and that means we get to do things my way The Highway
1: Hey Laura, what's going on? Hey Carl Not much, drinking my my morning coffee
0: Oh yeah, me too. I love doing these in the morning. Some some people like to do them later at night, and uh, it's uh, can <laughs> depending on what we're drinking, the conversation can go one way or the other. Oh, um, sure. But uh, Laura Pleasance from Kyleessa, the discussion, uh, many other projects and things. Uh, such a pleasure to have you on the show. It's, Thank you. Uh, it's 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 one of the uh, fun parts for me of doing this is talking to people that have been getting in the van and touring uh, since the 90s uh, and stuff like that, because the uh, times are so different now. I just love hearing people's perspective of uh, how they got into music, uh, just because you know, back in those days we had MTV, like just the, the whole environment was different and the whole motivation to become a musician and to, to do the things that we did was so different than it is today. I just love hearing uh, how, how people got into that. How, how did you uh, decide to pick up a guitar and, and get in a van?
1: Um, it's something I wanted to do from uh, probably early teenage years. Um, um, I, I must say, though, I didn't go on tour until the early two thousands.
0: Um, oh, Okay, I thought that was—I thought your Carlesa was around just before that.
1: Uh, no, we started in two thousand one, and then but we didn't go on tour. I want to say until late O two, early O three.
0: Oh, well, so I must have seen those very first tours because I saw y'all all the time in Austin uh, back in the day. I think. It seemed um, like y'all were in town like once a month. At I least, mean, like. yeah, we
1: definitely um, went out there a lot because we would just drive straight from the East Coast to the West Coast. And so we would always hit up, you know, Austin would be in the middle. Um, so I, I want to say it was winter or late. Oh, two would have been the earliest. I would have been on tour. Um, cause I know I didn't go to the West coast till like Oh three, but anyway, it's still, it was still before cell phones and we had an Atlas and you know, all of that kind of stuff. I mean, I think our drummer at the time had a cell phone and that was it.
0: Is like like the band phone that was that was a common thing back in those days where it's like yeah like the the band would buy a burner phone and like you, you had to pay by the minute and you're like no no we're not using it man just stop it a pay for no it, <laughs> so, it
1: was his phone and he would get he would he would be so annoyed because we all wanted to call home you know <laughs> um, but anyway um, back to picking up the guitar I think my first love was probably Guns and Roses as a very young kiddo uh, I was like pretty obsessed with Slash and then it wasn't until I was like maybe an early teenager and I fell in love with Black Sabbath really in love with Black Sabbath and that's when I wanted to get a guitar and it took a while to get a guitar I wasn't it wasn't until I was like 15 um, that I convinced my parents to help me buy a guitar
0: Was it the Guild S one hundred? Was that your first guitar, or was that
1: no? That was uh, my first nice guitar. Uh, But I my first guitar was it was an an acoustic, like a little beginner Yamaha acoustic, and then quickly soon after that, I I got a um, it was like a a Gibson. It was an Epiphone Strat copy, just a cheap Strat copy um, that I started on.
0: Nice, and this is all in Savannah, or, or where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in Greensboro, North Carolina. Oh, wow! Yeah, so this was in North Carolina.
0: Nice, I had no idea.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, was it uh, was it art school that took you to Savannah?
1: That is correct. I, I came here right out of high school.
0: Man, how How is Savannah holding up with the uh, the pandemic and everything? Because I heard the Jinx uh, closed. The Jinx
1: closed. Um, it, I think the pandemic was like the the straw that broke the camel's back so to speak it was already struggling but um savannah and georgia in general has been pretty good compared to the rest of the country i mean Mm -hmm. people have been working restaurants have been open you know with with a lot of changes of course but um businesses are open and that's good Mm -hmm. i mean it's good for me it's good for the city it's good for people who live here and work here i can't imagine being in california or new york right now um yeah Yeah, i'd probably just be i I don't know it's i I don't know i don't know how people are are doing it i don't know how you not work for this long and then survive
0: it's been crazy. I mean, like uh, Austin got hit really hard yeah. um, with just mass closures and just everyone was sitting at home. Yeah, I just I started painting out of nowhere. You I saw. I, mean? I love. All, like, I loved like, all your what? your
1: album cover. I didn't know you could Thank paint, you. and I was like, oh, I Kyle,
0: I didn't. Either. Kyle's talented.
1: <laughs> he he he's good.
0: I just it was just I just had to do what I had to do to uh, to survive through that wave of it. I but, know. Uh, I, I i did i did yeah. have
1: a lot of corn You know, we we all had some time where we weren't out at all where everything was shut down and I actually mm-hmm. did a lot of painting too and a lot of mixed media stuff I did some cool projects that I, I was pretty happy you're
0: with. you're, a, you're a, a legit artist though I, feel, <laughs> I love your photography and and uh yeah all your painting and stuff too it's uh oh, thanks, I think dude. it's a side that I don't know yeah because Kailasa. You know, it was you know you were known as a musician for so long, but I, you got your kind of start as an artist, right? Or I guess like that was always been a part of. That's who always you been are. a part
1: of who I am, especially you know going to an art school and you know earning my degrees and always it's always been a passion. They've always been kind of side by side the music and the, mm-hmm. and the art. Mm-hmm. And, and you yeah, know, um, obviously, that Kailessa took took prominence for a long time.
0: It takes a lot of time to be in a band. It does. you, know, you can't do anything else. Really, you, that's uh, a, lot, a lot of people ask me like, "What's the best advice for a musician?" I was like, "You just have to give up everything. Yeah, you dedicate your whole life <laughs> totally. to this band." It sounds so stupid, like this many years later, but <laughs> when you're when you're in the thick of it, it seems like the most important thing I mean, in the world. I know. You know
1: it's like, and it is. It's like you get you get wrapped up in it, and it is like it's the only thing that matters.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and yeah i can you give up everything you gotta give up everything
0: yeah yeah i get how many relationships just Mm-mm. got burned and just how many friendships turned sour and yeah it's it's funny <laughs> uh how that happens but it's it's totally worth it i wouldn't i wouldn't have done anything different it's just nothing like uh hopping on a plane you know and then saying bye to your life um to I don't know I think there's a lot to be learned there you know I wouldn't be the person I am if I hadn't just gone around the world a hundred times
1: absolutely uh, just absolutely. just to play rock
0: and roll you know they just um, yeah it, it, I love how it just eliminates bias just just traveling just seeing how the rest rest of the world lives you you really start to see like what we have in common
1: absolutely rather
0: than um, how different we are
1: yeah yeah it opens your eyes it's it's you have a you know it's cliche to say but a more worldly view and huh. uh, you know lot of experience it's i i wouldn't change it either it was had a wonderful experience you know the it was the good the bad and the ugly but you Uh know it was all all good and
0: uh the good it's funny because like the good doesn't really happen all that often but when it does it's like so much better than any other good (laughs) that it's like it's totally worth it totally true
1: (laughs) that's so funny
0: it's mostly airport bathrooms and uh, yeah, just shitty dive bars and, and it's a very dirty existence.
1: Well, very part. dirty. I, I look back now and I'm like, oh my god, I was, I I would, I you know, I don't know if I would, I wouldn't do that now. But then I was like, ah, fuck it, you know.
0: It's yeah. The older we get, to it's it's you forget how much work goes into even one tour.
1: Oh, I know. Like uh,
0: the 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 sword was kind of you know we had taken a, an extended hiatus and, and Primus called us up to to open their Rust tribute tour and we we're like yeah let's get the band back together and then I just started thinking about it I was like oh man I'm I'm already tired like <laughs> like <I'm,
1: laughs> just thinking about it kids. I'm already like, I'm, tired I know right yeah. oh
0: my goodness uh, but I'd, I'd still do it in a heartbeat um,
1: when did when did was that
0: though uh, when did sorry. you guys do that. <clears throat> It hasn't happened yet. Uh, COVID went ahead and wiped that out. Ah, uh, um,
1: okay, okay. Yeah,
0: it was. Uh, it was supposed. To, honestly, it was supposed to be over and done with by now. But it's still on the books for June, Jul- er, uh, July and August.
1: Okay. Well, uh, I hope that us, happens. Wolfmother
0: Primus. Yeah, me too. Uh, I was really excited about it. Yeah. Uh, especially just kind of after the, the the sword hiatus and all that. But but that's okay. That's fine.
1: Yeah,
0: That's life. Um, I wanted to to ask you a little bit more about um, because I had a sort of uh, anomalous I-, I think point of view with like with the sword like we used to just kill the us and that was that was kind of our bread and butter in our territory anytime we went to europe it was always kind of a struggle i mean it's not like the shows were bad necessarily it's just that they weren't like so much better that it made more sense to spend more time over there mm-hmm. where w- was Kyla's a, a band because a, a lot of bands that i talked to they they were like oh man if, if it wasn't for europe we wouldn't have been able to, to hang in there as long as we did just because the states was so tough and just every band has a, a, like such a different experience uh, with all that i didn't know like what your kind of take on that was. well
1: i think uh, europe was really our bread and butter uh definitely um and i think some of it was situational and circumstantial uh, but i also think that our music being as kind of esoteric as we kind of were uh for whatever reason <clears throat> and it was pretty dark too you know europe just embraced it more so than maybe the united states i mean the a markets of U- of the us were always really good to us but it was everything in between that was a bit mm-hmm. of us that was kind of a struggle um when the economy kind of went to shit in 08 um -hmm. we we were sitting on um static tensions was about to be released it was released that spring so in 09 and and we were like well you know the the U.S. economy is not not great right now let's go to Europe so we we we, we we pushed hard I'm sorry we pushed hard in Europe and and the way that the euro and the dollar were is that you know the euro was so strong so we spent the real, we spent a few, couple of years just really pushing it over there but we had already mm-hmm. established a loyal fan base we started going over there in 05 on our yeah. on our second record and um, and And, you know, it was kind of like a DIY squat tour. I booked some of it, uh, met some people over the Internet who helped me book it. And it was, you know, a punk tour. And we did Mm -hmm. a couple of punk tours over there until um, we kind of graduated from from that and to to bigger venues. Yeah. but it's
0: booking Europe's tough just because like even if you have a booking agent over there, it's like you can have an, a UK agent and then you have a the rest of Europe agent and then you got to work with other people <laughs> like the promoters. Are, it's not like the States. Oh,
1: man. Not at all. Man, you know, not they're, not they're, at like, all. like I think it different. took us yeah. a long time to break in the UK because we never had a good agent there. Mm-hmm. Um our, our booking agent who we worked with for the most part was in Germany and he, he came from like the hardcore scene and I was really, I didn't, I was really kind of hesitant to work with like a hardcore metalcore guy cause we weren't that. Um, and then, you know, so it was like a lot of German shows and, and then, you know, it was just a different world. Uh,
0: they help you get in those festivals and stuff, right? Right. Though, and that thing that can, yeah. Sometimes you, I, I know what you mean though. Like when you're like, do we should we be working with this agency? They they kind of have like a lot of death metal. Like we're like the one weird band on there. We were always that the... can work in your favor, you know. Yeah, sometimes.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it. was fine. We you know we did we played we played a ton of festivals in Europe and they were mm-hmm. usually great. Um, some of my best memories of being on a big stage were from some of those festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot lot of fun Um, the US was it was the US was a bit of more of a grind uh, you know because you have you know you have this the vast amount of space between each city unless you unless you want to play every podunk town you know if you want to let's do the B and C market tour. Yeah. That's you know? what we did. You know? no,
0: we, yeah, we, we did that. We,
1: so did we. I mean- We, <laughs> we did we, our time. We, we definitely put in our time too. Um, and some right. of those little cities end up being like really cool. Um, but um, I think- I guess like early on we hit the US like really hard and then mm. towards like the middle of our career I would say we spent more time in Europe and then you know we went to Asia and um, Australia a few times and and. oh man
0: I think I, I definitely want to ask you about this because we did um, uh, uh, together both our bands did the, the Soundwave tour yes that was a wave of uh, festivals uh, it was just kind of like all flying shows it was probably the closest that We'll all get to feeling like total rock stars. Yeah,
1: that was amazing. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: you're on a plane with like Slayer and uh, you know, I don't know, like it was like Queens of the Stone Age, Slayer,
1: yeah.
0: Slash was up there. Yeah. I mean like who, you know, a Primus. It was like if this plane goes down, rock and roll will never be the same. You know, <laughs> <was> like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember that it was crazy. like the Melvins. We were playing like right either before uh-huh. or after the Melvins. I can't remember, and that but, was when they had Cody and um, Jared with them. Yeah, um, God, that was fun. Those are good that, days. That, that was the, a great The tour. craziest,
0: the craziest show I think I've ever seen. Y'all have to play. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was y'all. Y'all had to go on right after Slayer canceled. Right?
1: Oh, oh, yeah, I think so. Isn't
0: that because th- I think that was y'all? Because like those stages were like a, a, like staggered A B's, so like one band's setting up while another band's playing. Yeah. And then I can't remember who was on, but while Slayer was supposed to be setting up, nothing was happening and like the whole you could tell the crowd was like what's going on and then like backstage I remember Uh, Jared Warren from Big Business and, and Melvin's at the time. He ran up to me. He he goes, dude, dude Slayer's about to cancel in front of like sixty thousand people. It's gonna be insane. You have to like, <laughs> it's like I was like, what's gonna happen? Like riot cops were coming in with like you know shields and and, and helmets and stuff, and like nobody knew what because why the did they cancel? Cance- Do you remember? They they had canceled their previous show there too, so this was supposed to be the makeup show. Oh my god! And and it was like um, I, I want to say like Tom had a throat infection or something. It was just some ear infection. I don't know. It was something kind of vague like that was their excuse. But like, instead of, they didn't know how to announce it. So they just literally, when it was their time to play, somebody just went up on the stage and said, I'm sorry, but Slayer's not going to play. And I've never seen so much shit get thrown at a stage in my life. That's
1: actually, I remember that. Cause we, that was such a weird thing with those stages. It was like the main stage was oftentimes right beside the second main stage. So uh-huh. it was like, we went on after Slayer every day on that tour, mm-hmm. which actually ended up being okay because of the way the stages worked, but um, it still felt weird. And then when I met Carrie King, he was like, Yeah, you guys are going on after us every day, and I was like, <laughs> Uh, can I buy you a shot of Jaeger? <laughs> um but yeah i remember philip freaking out he's like oh my god we're gonna have to kill it it's gonna have to be really brutal slayer canceled and i was just like you know what are we gonna do we just have to play you know
0: i know i just i just just remember like i was like i don't know
1: we're in australia like whatever
0: yeah the image i'll never forget was like a little eight-year-old kid in his slayer shirt just crying (laughs)
1: <laughs> so many pissed off fans I
0: know dude There was this one dude He was trying to light His Slayer shirt on fire With a lighter <laughs> But it was so sweaty That like he couldn't Get it to catch I mean it was Because you know It was Australia It was like 112 Yeah out there, yeah dude
1: That's so oh, funny my God.
0: I just remember like Just the wave of trash Getting thrown at the stage I was I was like oh And then watching y'all Be like okay here we go One two three four go and Yeah I was like, like Oh
1: here we go here are, here are our songs That and they aren't Slayer songs <laughs> Here we are. We're not Slayer. <laughs> oh
0: my god! Oh jeez! Did you? Uh, you said you made it to Asia. Um, that was the one thing I never uh, got to experience, except for we we did Japan a couple of times. But that was the most that uh, we ever dipped into the Asian market. Well, Japan, uh, how was that?
1: Japan is amazing.
0: Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, I just always wanted to to do Indonesia, like even like Korea or anything like that. I would see like a lot of metalcore bands. So were to we do that. we did, you know, but
1: we, yeah. we 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 pit we. we we did an Australian tour, and we jumped off of that tour and went to Indonesia and Malaysia, and oh, man. and that was one of the more memorable moments of of being with Kailasa for sure. Mm-hmm. I had no idea we had so many fans there, and the shows were awesome. It was only a it was like three shows or four shows, mm-hmm. but we had a few days off, so we were hanging out and. You know, it's just such a culture shock. It's just so different that you're just your senses are just on overload. Um, those shows are plus
0: the jet lag and all that. You know, too, you're just kind of like you know, high on no sleep. And oh say, yeah, oh, man, we we day.
1: did this crazy Australian tour with a, this guy, our buddy Robert, who drove us around. And they were we drove on this Australian tour so mm. long, crazy drives, and <laughs> wow. in, yeah. in like a minivan or something crazy.
0: Did you play like Wollongong and like all like the little towns in between, or did you just like hit the main cities but just drive fourteen hours?
1: Yes, the latter. Oof. Yeah, Oof. yeah, it was brutal. Um, but you know, we had a t- we had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun on that tour, um, but no sleep, no sleep. Yeah. I was tired the whole time. Um, <laughs> but but, it, but Asia was cool. I would really like to go back there. Um, someday. I'd like to go back yeah. to Indonesia and, and Malaysia, and, and also Japan. Sounds- Japan was amazing, and we, you know, we played Japan in 09. so it was kind of right before. I think we kind of hit our stride with uh, our, our a couple of, a couple of our rec- my favorite records, um, and no one really knew who we were. This Australian promoter who was living in Japan wanted to bring us over, so we said okay. And um, it was 10 days, and we were in a tiny minivan with a Japanese band called Birhushana, and they took us around, and it was crazy fun and probably the best food I've ever had.
0: Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I love eating food in Japan. I
1: just, I just wanted to I, – I, I ate so much amazing food. And I never felt bad. I was like, oh, this food is so good. It's probably because I didn't have any dairy like the entire time.
0: Right. <laughs> the first time we ever went to Japan, uh, I think we were in Nagoya and our guide um, that, that picked us up and was in charge of uh, taking us around. Um, he was like, we're going to take you all out to dinner. It's going to be amazing tonight. I was like, oh, I, was like, I can't wait. I'm so excited. And then when we, when we get to the restaurant, I was like, what, what, is, what kind of food is this place? He's like, oh, this is the best Chinese food. In Japan I was like I came all the way to Japan <laughs> To eat Chinese food Yeah right That's funny <laughs> I mean funny. it was really good Don't get me wrong Yeah But yeah It was, it was fun But uh, we actually um, We got to meet uh, Pusshead In Japan Because he actually He lives in Japan Oh I yeah know, did, I know Did, did y'all get did You get to meet him over there Because he did the art For your first record that, I've, I've met him iconic a, art
1: I met him a few times um, In San Francisco I've had, mm-hmm. I've had lunch with him A few times uh, he's a real
0: sweet guy He's like seven foot tall He's very tall Version of uh, He he. he I, I don't mean this in a mean way But he looks like uh, Wallace From Wallace and Gromit
1: Oh yeah cartoons, If you remember he those kind of He, he, yeah. he kind of
0: does Look like him He kind of does <laughs> it's, it's not what you think If you look at his art and stuff And you, do, you just have no idea What he looks like And then you meet him You're like oh wow Hi I there. haven't
1: seen we him good. In many years But uh, Yeah he, he He would spend his time Between Japan and San Francisco Uh
0: huh uh, his, his wife is Japanese, I believe. Yes. And so yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's why he was over there when we were there. Because we were there uh, with Metallica and Kirk uh, had called him and, and he invited us to go to a toy show. And he, Kirk was like, you guys want to go to a toy show? Oh, uh, that's cool. With said, I was like, are you kidding me? Are you me? And kidding and, me? Yes, is this
1: Christmas? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. yeah. they
0: got us in like early. So we just kind of had free reign of the whole place. It was uh, one of the more memorable that's very experiences cool. I've ever had. Yeah, uh, That's right. How, how did you get in touch with them to do that art?
1: Um, Well dammit Phillip's old band he had done oh, um he had done a record for them so he that's how they and 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 it was via the record label at that time too ken from prank was friends with him lived in san francisco oh word he liked the record and wanted to do it so um he did, he ended up doing our first 7 inch our first record and then another seven inch. I'm looking at them on my wall right now. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I love Pusshead; he's amazing. And then, you know, he's he's the OG. Um, so that was cool working with them.
0: It is. It, it, I love when stuff like that works out. We uh, f- for the sword, I, th- I think it was for Age of Winters. Or no, this, this might have been the second record, Gods of the Earth. We wanted to get Roger Dean. To do the art, oh, yeah. Who, um, I don't know if anybody out there knows him. He's he did a lot of yes covers, he's a very famous uh artist. He does really cool, like, otherworldly kind of stuff. Or it might have been warp we tried to get him for, I can't remember, but we found a, like a, a contact number for him online. That's
1: awesome. That's and his we, work. We called is the cool. number,
0: it is amazing. But we called the number, or some, somebody answered, like, hello, and we're like, hi, we're just trying to meet uh, reach Mr. Roger Dean. He's like, you're yeah, speaking. I was like, oh, shit. like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, now I what? I was
0: gonna be like talking, I didn't know I could like call you right now. But uh, he, he, he was actually really interested in it, but he was busy with something else, so we had to go another route, unfortunately. But uh, I, I don't know. At least got to say hi to him. But That's funny. Art. Love it.
1: I know. I know. Um, and there are a lot of great artists uh, kind of in that heavy music scene. Of course, a lot of the art got played out, you know, the, of the whole psychedelic metal uh, mm-hmm. art Art look. I got tired of seeing it after a while, but um, there's a lot of talent out there. It was, it's, it was all, I had fun digging through the internet to find, I was like, who's the next person we're going to use, you know?
0: Totally. Yeah. It's, it's always that kind of, it's, it's cool when you work with an artist for a time, but then you always have to kind of like break out of that mold. Yeah. And, totally. And find the, the next wave of stuff. Uh, we always tried to, uh, to, to have just a, a, a new, unique direction for every, release
1: yeah and just sort of and like I, think d- I think off, you i think you i think you did um as i think kyle tried to do that too um mm-hmm. and then we ended up working with a friend of mine who lives here named sean sean beardry and he did like the last a uh, couple of records of ours um he's just a, a talented artist
0: mm-hmm. but then uh as things do they they wind down unfortunately and uh yeah, like some bands can't really last. It's
1: not forever, sustainable. Unfortunately. I mean, you know, it's
0: not, I mean, it, there was the wave, you know, in the seventies and eighties, if you got in and just had that weird kind of, uh, lightning strike, you know, where you have a hit and you can just keep going forever and make tons of money. Sure. You know, but that just, uh, that doesn't happen. No, really, anymore. Not ever. at all. I mean, it, it, it can if you're like, you know, who I don't know what the, the who's the the new pop sensation. If you're not.
1: like a pop star, yeah. Or
0: God, God bless him. Yeah, or I'm not sure. you know, hating on it at all. Sure. It's cool, but it's just for a, just a rock band. It's it's not sustainable at all, and um, it to keep that many people, four or five, however many people, on the same page too for that long as you all kind of grow and have different needs and and desires and things like that. God, it's impo- It's it's just uh, you're. Your email thread just turns into like Congress. Yeah. After a while, I mean, you know, you're, you're like- basically <laughs> married
1: to five other people and it's just like, okay, we're, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> you nailed it, dude. It's, uh, it's difficult. And the, the older you get, all of a sudden you have more financial responsibilities and, or desires, needs, wants, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, then, uh, Yeah. It's like if I'm not having fun, or if I'm not making a lot of money, right? Then I don't know. I have to rethink things. Like,
0: why? Are, why are we here? Yeah. yeah. It's been how long? How many years yeah. has it been?
1: How old am I? Yeah.
0: What the fuck? Um, so I, but, you uh, know, what? when we took oh, a man.
1: we took a break, I, it was much needed. I was like, uh, you know, I was kind of tired of the heavy music scene. I was tired of my band. I was ti- I was just tired. I was, you know, mm-hmm. I was tired of, you know, we had we had shitty management. Uh, I, I, you know, I wasn't happy with our book. I wasn't ha- Like every, all the signs were like, you right. You need to just stop this or at least mm-hmm. for a while. So, you know, it was, it was good. We needed to do it for our sanity. And, um, I don't, but, uh, but, go ahead.
0: Oh, no, I was just saying, but the music is still in you. Oh you yeah. I mean? It's just like, sure. kind of just comes out in different ways and stuff. That's why when you, you hit the road with the discussion, um, I, I loved the, I don't know exactly how you said it when you booked the European tour, but you're like, "Look, I want to book a European tour, but like, I don't care about the shows. Like, lots of days off, museums. Like, we're let's make this into a vacation. Yes, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like mentality. I just, I loved that. I thought that was great because like, Europe can be a total. Uh, uh, it's wonderful being over there and playing shows and stuff, but traveling across it can be really difficult yeah. because you know, there's just not a lot to do between the cities and stuff like that. And just, I don't, I don't know, It's uh, sometimes you're just pressed for time. You don't really get to see much. Yeah, there was no and time. Like that, but,
1: and, yeah. and 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 for me with Kailasa, I was like the one, I was the lone ranger when it came to exploring. I was like, well, I want to go mm-hmm. to the museum. I want to go to the castle. I want to do this. I want to go swim in that weird river. You know, yes. so and no one, everyone else was like, oh, I'm just going to stay here and
0: on this couch smoke pot and eat ham yeah so (laughs) yeah
1: there was a lot and i was just like not wanting to do that uh so so in in 20 when i was booking the tour and i just booked the discussion tour off of my contacts with kailessa and you know i didn't the demo or the what became the first ep was even finished i was just like look i just promise you it won't suck you just 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 <laughs> just book the book my band. I'll play a couple Kylesa songs. It won't suck. It's not metal, so it's going to be different. And but you know, I, like I said, I booked. It was it was it was half vacation, half tour, and it was mostly just for fun because uh, you know I didn't awesome. I didn't make any money. It was, no. but we spent money. Uh, but that mm-hmm. was you know I knew that going into it. Um, it was it was a blast, you know. It was a lot of fun, and I'll probably oh, I'll probably never be able to do a tour like that again, you know.
0: <laughs> Look at one. So, did you get any weird uh, backlash from the idiots online that was like, "This, this isn't heavy. This isn't metal." Um, you know, or anything like that. Did, did did any? Or was pretty much everyone really supportive?
1: Most everyone was supportive. I think if awesome. people who weren't interested just didn't come, or were like, "Oh, it's cool." Uh-huh. I mean, because Kailasa kind of fans. I mean, there's like the diehards. There's the casual listeners. There's people who just like heavy music, and then there's people who are, I don't know, interested in in what I do, or what or what mm-hmm. or what Philip does, or whatever. So those people who were. You know, people came out, I would say, you know, the shows were pretty small, but people came out and, and in most every, the the response was really positive. So, you know, that's cool.
0: That's great that you're able to avoid that, that kind of pigeonhole, I guess, mentality. I had
1: to get yeah. out of it, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought yeah. after Kyle's I was like, well, I guess it would be the safest for me to just stay in this genre and just write a heavy record that sounds like... Kylesa sort of but you know Kylesa was me and Phil writing Mm. all the songs so it it definitely it was kind of the sum of the parts you know
0: yeah Um, I I, I feel that 100%
1: but uh, I was just like you know I just don't want to play down. I I don't want to down tune my guitar I I want to play Uh I want to play these poppy melodies and I want to do something totally I want to do something pretty different
0: it's kind of so, goth. I like it. Yeah, it's, it I, is kind of. It's like kind of it. like
1: you know. I love new. I grew up listening to like new wave and and a lot of post. You know, I, I love punk rock, so all the post punk and punk rock is kind of hidden in there. It is kind of goth. It's kind of psychedelic. Um, and the newer stuff I'm writing, I think, is is still along those lines. But you know, I I, I don't know. We'll see how the songs kind of finish out.
0: Yeah, are you going forward with the discussion yeah. name or is it going to be a dude okay cool
1: Yeah, I mean the discussion is just my solo project. So it's Yeah. It's mainly um it's far it's hard to find music uh people to play with here in Savannah, you know, mm-hmm. Savannah's yeah. super small and I'm picky, you know, at this point <laughs> I, you know, it, I I'm not going to play with anybody. So uh-huh. um I with the last single I did, I just did everything myself except for the drums. Um,
0: that's what, that's what I've been doing which, with all my solo stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, I just, it's, it's nice. Cause you don't have to wait on anyone Yeah, and I can just In anything like that. Yeah.
1: It's just, it's just been, it's been, it's just, it's worked out well f- for now. I don't know if it's always going to be like that, but you know, for now it will be, mm-hmm. um, and I can do most everything in my house, too, which is good. Except for the drums, you know. Like, I, I can't, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a drummer, and I do like dr- live drums, so, um, versus, like, you know, instead of, like, a drum machine or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I have a, a a guy in South Carolina who's been doing the drums for me, which is cool, so.
0: Do you Does he just do them separately and, and send them to you, or do you get to go there and, and kind of
1: um, Well, the action? so Kailessa recorded at this place called The Jam Room in South Carolina for many years. Um, and Jay Matheson, the owner of The Jam Room, has always been kind of a mentor and a friend. And when I told him about this project, I was like, you know... <clears throat> Why don't you help me mix this at first? And then I was like, "Well, do you know a drummer?" And his buddy, he who's he's in a band with, uh, he was like, "Well, yeah, I'll get I'll get Kevin to to play some drums. He's into it." And um, so I just sent them to the, like a track, a couple of tracks with like programmed drums that I I did mm. uh, as like a guide, and uh, yeah. and then they just you know it's all to a click. So then he just he just lay lay the drums down. And then cool. they sent them back to me. And then Jay helped, you know, Jay's, Jay's an engineer, so he made sure the drums
0: sounded good, basically. Mm-hmm. Are you going to bother with a label? Are, are labels important anymore? I don't uh, know.
1: Do I I don't really know if they are. Um, I'm not really bothering with it at the moment. You know, mm-hmm. I think if, if if we're able to ever get on the, the road again, maybe I will. Um, but if I'm just, if this is just like my home project, then I don't see a huge point. I mean, you know, the exposure maybe would be nice. Maybe a bit of a budget for recording. Because this has all just been out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. So, maybe. Yeah. Um,
0: it's it's such a strange environment because labels are just getting bought up uh, by bigger labels to the point where right now, I don't know um, how many... There are exactly. But I know there's about three major, huge kind of label conglomerates right now. They're just sure. buying up everything with the intention that they'll eventually just own everything that's being streamed. And that mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. their goal is to take a record label from what it was and just pare it down to two people in a room counting streams. Yeah. And that's it. when you're yeah. stuck in a contract that got bought by some other label that got bought by a bigger label, and then you're just, like, you're, like, tears deep with, like, legal teams that you have to go through to, like, get anything done, and then, like, you try to get a record pressed, and they hit you with the bill, and I'm just like, what's what's the advantage of being on a label anymore? Exactly. I it's, yeah, you know, like...
1: If I, were, if I were to do a label, it would be a smaller indie label, for sure, mm-hmm. um, and with a very clear contract. Yeah. Um, right now, it's just... I don't really, I don't really need one at the moment. If I, mm-hmm. if that changes, then I'll, I'll look into it,
0: but, you know, um, it's, wh- it's, it's sad. I just, I just, oh, I, the I, whole <laughs> thing is
1: sad. Like you are talking about like being in our age group, you know, we touring was a thing and buying records was a thing. And, you know, it's super, you can't make a living doing this. You know, it's no. very few people do, and it ends up being more about their brand than about the music. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times,
0: there. I, I I try not to get too down about it. I know, In right? the scheme of things, <laughs> I've, I've said this before, but like in the scheme of music being around for, I mean, since basically the beginning of humanity. Um, there was really only a, a very short window where anybody could get super rich at it or, yeah, or make a living, that's you know, true. from like the mid fifties to about, I don't know, five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really not that much time. And and so that being said, like, I think the, the type of person, the musician out there, that, that personality type, you know, it's just, they're still going to be there. It's just going to be a different... Set of yeah rewards for that work or whatever. It's, it's kind of like going back to medieval times where bards are gonna be, you know, just, just singing for their drinks that night or or whatever. And that's just kind of the the role of of that kind of person, I, I guess, in in this society. Just because music isn't as important as it was. Whenever uh, do you remember soundtracks? Remember when every movie had like a super killer soundtrack? Oh yeah you know what I mean yeah. like that doesn't happen anymore no. like you know maybe maybe the film score will like go off because people like that or whatever but yeah it's just like man like when like The Crow
1: oh god or I,
0: Mallrats or Ang I mean anything any movie back I then still have a, my, my CD soundtrack.
1: from The Crow soundtrack I I still have that CD yeah that like that was such a crucial one Judgment Night was another good one.
0: Oh my god that one or th- there was another one that was like a collab too it was like bands with uh who was it damn it uh, a... Spawn.
1: Yeah, yeah. The,
0: the, the Spawn soundtrack, it was like all like uh, techno bands mixed with metal bands. Doing that kind of like Judgment Night was like hip hop mixed with like alternative bands. Yeah. Oh man, it's so cool. God, I miss soundtrack. I know, I do too. Music, music was so important. I know, it was it, so it, it, important. It seemed like it was like an overarching like uh, 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 cultural thing, you know, whereas like... It really was. When you, ter- when you turn on MTV... And you saw these kids going to these shows, like, with Foo Fighters or Green Day, and, like, that was my only lifeline of, like, look, there there are people like me out there. Like, I can totally, like, drop out of high school and, like, do this. That I can totally do that, you know? <laughs> That's, like, a legitimate, Absolutely. like, kind of career path, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, these days it's crazy. I don't know. Who, there, there's no way... I, I don't know. Am I wrong? Is there nothing like that for a kid I, to turn to? I just case? think, just think it's so, so much now. I just like, think it's
1: so different. I think the platform mm-hmm. of social media has changed everything, and mm-hmm. it it's it's so different. It's just like you know, you could just go on YouTube and be some weird YouTube star for fifteen minutes. I mean, yeah, it's just so bizarre, man. I mean,
0: that it's just totally like different. I, like the, the the review sites that get. Way more famous than the artists Right Or or whatever You know like You can I've said it before Like you can Get more famous Than an artist By like making a video Of their song Than the artist could For making the song You know Right It's just It's
1: crazy It's It's just It's crazy And uh It's It's Constantly having To be able to adapt And Be savvy in your own right To try to make money Doing it um, I mean, you think
0: the bottom will fall out? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh uh, well,
1: well, I, I do like the fact that every you mm-hmm. can get direct fan support um, with various sites like Patreon and and, mm-hmm. and which I, I I need to sign up for one of those. But uh, you know, kick yeah, get you some kick, kick yeah. Kickstarter. You know, you know, <laughs> like like what you did with your book and stuff. I mean, you know, you have people who are interested in what you do, and then they help you do it. You know, kind of it cuts out. It does cut out that middleman. Uh, but it's a lot more hot. Hu- it's a lot of hustle, for sure.
0: A lot of hustle. I do really enjoy direct fan involvement. Um, I, I do too. I'm just that kind of person. Some some. It's not for everyone though. So I get that. Right. But uh, it's definitely like one of those things where I have to lean into it. Yeah. Pretty hard. Yeah. Um, to, to to support my family yeah. and stuff like that. Now, so when because I, I get these ideas and then I just run with them and then now now I'm like shit. I have to write a book. All right. Uh, <laughs> you know, so it's it, it definitely yeah. You're right. It's it's you have to turn that hustle up.
1: Yeah, definitely, uh, and,
0: and try to survive. Like, because uh, I'm kind of like uh, I'm uh, uh, I'm more toward like the old fart uh, end of you know the age than I am like the the new young kid. I was always like the young kid.
1: Yeah, uh, back in the I day, was you know? too. Like, I was like yeah, the, the, the youngest one. one, and now I'm like the oldest one. So
0: I know it's crazy. It is.
1: It is weird. I mean, yeah. It's like okay, I see what these young kids are doing, but I'm I'm not uh-huh. a young kid. You know, right. Um I can implement some of those ideas and, and some of this mm-hmm. stuff but like I also have to stay true to who I am and and and, and my age group I guess yeah. I I don't know like
0: <laughs> I was just going to ask though like do you think the bottom's going to fall out of the the whole YouTube star thing and just like everybody being uh just so plugged in all the time just cuz I I feel like at some point and I'm probably wrong I don't know how this works but I feel like that at some point there's humans are going to develop this like digital allergy or something right to where like they like physically can't tune into that stuff because they'll break out in hives or something i don't know it's just like because it's
1: i i hope so uh for the sake of humanity um i i I try not to be negative but I, I you know there's there's so many pros to all this technology but there are a lot of right. cons and we're uh-huh. and we are the big social experiment right now especially uh younger generations and you know it, it's crazy how a lot of these young people can't even have a normal social interaction in real time face to face with someone else that it has to be uh-huh. online and with, uh, within certain parameters of what is socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's scary. Because
0: I don't like it. I feel like the horse on Ren and Stimpy. No, sir. I don't no, like no, it. No, sir. I don't like it. <laughs> I, uh, I, I miss just just going to shows oh man and that was, I do that was where you saw all your friends you know and like there's it wasn't like this constant online thing you have to keep up with and everything it was just like oh you should go to the show because then you know everybody's going to be there and you'll get to see everybody and then you also get to see some some cool music floor play or whoever you yeah. know and yeah, 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 yeah it's just oh man it was different times
1: Ah, uh, yeah i miss shows i really miss punk shows um I just miss shows in general I miss yeah. I, I miss a sweaty punk show at, at someone's house. Mm-hmm. I miss a loud rock show at a bar or theater i I just miss going to shows I'm missing live music very 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 much. I'm like yeah I'm to the point where I'm like if there were any punk bands in Savannah, which I don't think there are I'm, i I would just have <laughs> I would have them in my backyard. I'm like ready to have I'm like come play my backyard my neighbors won't care. Let's just 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 have a show. I'm so ready for live music, you know.
0: That's awesome. Um,
1: well, so, what's it like in Austin right now?
0: I mean, I'll, mm, I don't I don't know. I'm in Tampa. I'm just. <laughs> Are you in Tampa? <laughs> I blew town. I blew town. I'm actually going to be in Savannah pretty soon. Um, uh, maybe we should get together. Absolutely. Um, wait, but, wait, uh, wait, 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 yeah.
1: wait. Hold up. Do you live in Tampa?
0: I don't. I I actually live in an airstream travel trailer uh, full time. Uh, with with the family and uh, Austin got so depressing, um, just seeing the city die.
1: Yes, and oh. not being
0: able to play music and everything. Uh, the the one of the advantages of having your home on wheels is that you can just up and leave whenever you want. And so that uh, is amazing.
1: Daughter... That is so amazing, Carl. My former Thank partner uh, and I used to talk about doing that. Exactly what you're doing. Um,
0: it's it's worth it. We've been in it for great. a few years. No you know, We did the whole West Coast and everything. We spent uh, last winter in a in a town called Yahats on the Oregon coast that is just a little slice of heaven. It just wasn't sustainable. So we yeah. came back to Texas so that I could open a bar okay. and do all kinds of things. And then, um, I mean, we were about ready to do that. in February we right. were scouting locations and, and things. I was managing another bar. Uh, the sword was about to get ready to go on tour again and then yeah, COVID and happened. then it the world ended. ruined all that. Yeah. And then, you know, we, we held in there for a while, just like kind of, well, you know, let's just put that on the back burner for six months and then like almost a year later we're like things are not changing uh, my daughter's just going insane hanging out here just doing nothing like, Austin's actually not that cool uh, if the city is shut down it's no like, I wouldn't <laughs> it's think like so like not a not a beautiful place necessarily to go hiking around in all the time and this and that and everything and she wanted to go to the beach so I said you know what baby we're going to the beach so we came to uh tampa for a little bit um my my friend here austin he helps me do all my graphic design stuff we went over some proofs and stuff here being very responsible of course with all the nastiness out there but um it's been interesting traveling uh watching the the capitol building get raided and like this just the nation kind of falling oh my goodness Um, i'm
1: like i can't we're
0: sort of just taking life back for ourselves good good for uh, you so yeah
1: as you should well um yeah let definitely let me know when you come to Savannah. There's no way I'm going to let you come to my city and not see you or show yes. show you around or tell you where to go yes. or whatever.
0: Deal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we we'll I mean, seriously, we'll be there in a couple of days. Um, we're headed to St. Augustine today, and then nice. probably Savannah like the day after tomorrow or something. So I'll let you know yeah, for sure. Cool, um, cool. But I don't. I don't want to take up all your time. I, I sincerely appreciate you uh, coming on the program yeah, and just great uh, talking, talking about you. life and music. Uh, what What do you have a uh, Coming up next, do you want anything you want to promote or any songs you want to play? Um, yeah, I'll, like play, I'll
1: play. I'll play the latest single I did, which is now like almost a year old, but uh,
0: <laughs> it's, it's new to us. Yeah,
1: new to you. Um, it's called Death Tripper, and it's by my recent project, The Discussion. And I do have. I was just going over some demos this morning, and my next immediate goal for the next six months is to get. At least all the demos completed from my, my next EP, and then um, either shop it to a label or just put it out myself, record it myself, and do it, put it out. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm so happy you're just still creating. Uh, you're, you're one of my favorites. We used to. Uh, we have so much in common because we are both blonde. We both have uh, gap teeth. Uh, we both played Guild S one hundred. Stood on the same side of the stage. We were both in bands. Like your band had my name in it. I know. You know it was. <laughs> we're basically <laughs> was best friends. Basically, yeah. It was meant to be. It was meant to so, be. Uh, no, but, I've but, always but, but had a lot of respect yeah.
1: for you, Kyle, and uh, and and your mates. Um, always had a fun time playing shows with you and hanging out. You know, you meet a lot of people on the road, and there's some cool people, and there there's some not some so cool people. That's right. Um, So when you find people who are kind of of the same ilk, you, you you know, you remember that.
0: So much for tuning into the highway this week. A big shout out to Reverend Guitars, Railhammer pickups, and Earthquaker devices. If you liked what you heard, you can follow where you can follow, subscribe where you can subscribe, and if you want to go one step further, you can support us on Patreon at the Highway with Kyle Shutt for a few bucks a month. You can help us keep this party going, get early access to next week's episode, and even get yourself a shout out.